You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 364, A Visit from Superman's Pal. Hey everyone, it's Paul. Um, I am solo lad today. And that is because uh, I'm actually on vacation. So I know we totally left you on a cliffhanger uh, last week. We've just revealed who Sensor Girl is. And it's said to be concluded. And I know people are going nuts for it. And, and then there's a break, and that is because I totally forgot that I was going to be away this weekend, and so we wouldn't get a chance to record. And so I do apologize. You know, and, uh, and to be quite honest, like, I got so caught up in the reveal of Sensor Girl that I forgot that the Legion has still got to face the Fatal Five. And, um, and you know, that, that fight has barely begun. And uh, so we're going to see that play out. But that's not going to be tonight. I'm just telling you. Or this morning, this afternoon. Whatever time you have chosen to listen to this show. Um, we are we, so, but don't worry. I, I swear we'll be back to that part of the story next week. And um, so, so don't, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Um, we, we will definitely get back to it. But in the meantime, I need to, uh, hey, it's Monday. An episode must come out. And uh, so that episode is going to be back to Superboy meets Heroes of the Future. Um, in this case, hey, you know what? This kid was good enough to be a uh, Legion reservist. Honorary Legionnaire, however you want to look at it. Man, that's so much a reservist. Honorary Legionnaire. Um, again, I guess it's all in, in how we look at it. Um, so, uh, this comes to us from uh, Superboy number 55, way, way, way back in 1957. And I'm just checking the date on that. Yes. March 1957, it is written by a fellow named Otto Binder, penciled by Kurt Swan, and inked by Ray Burnley. And uh, I'm going to kind of get right to the story, and, um, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take it from there. Like any youngster, Superboy sometimes wonders about his future life as Superman. What new friends will he make? What career will he pursue as a grown-up Clark Kent? in his other identity. Well, an amazing quirk of fate gives the Boy of Steel a brief glimpse into his unknown future during a visit from Superman's pal. That's right. That's where the title of this episode came from. All right. So um, we get the little splash panel of uh, Superboy flying with Jimmy Olsen on his back as he catches a falling girder. And it says, uh, in his, Jimmy says, in the future, I'm Superman's pal. Now, back in his boyhood times, I'm Superboy's pal, too. Hooray! And Superboy says, hang on, Jimmy, while I catch that falling girder. So we start off in Smallville one morning, and um, there is a strange ultrasonic whistling sound 
that Superboy hears. Of course, when we see the Z, 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 we, we of course, know that could only be Jimmy Olsen's signal watch. Um, so Superboy's trying to figure out where it's coming from. And across town, we see Jimmy Olsen standing there saying, I'm confused at where I am. I set off the secret signal in the wristwatch. Only one person in the world has super hearing and will answer my call as usual. Superman. Um, so he's sitting there and um, a much younger Superman shows up. And he says, Jeepers, is it my eyes? Why, you look smaller and younger, Superman. And he says, are you kidding? I won't grow up to be Superman for years yet. I'm Superboy. Jimmy says, holy cow, did you say Superboy? You mean this isn't Metropolis where Superman lives? He says, no, this is Smallville, my hometown. How do you know about my future as Superman? And he says, because I, myself, am from the future. See, Jimmy's already like, yeah, I must have traveled through time. Uh, he says, I'm Jimmy Olsen, cub reporter, also known as Superman's pal. And Superboy says, gosh, what a surprise. But how did you travel through, back through time? He says, eh, it must have happened I, uh, he says, in Metropolis when I saw Superman dispersing deadly gas fumes leaking from a chemical plant. And he says, he's spinning. He said, by spinning, I will drive the fumes away. Look out, Jimmy, you're standing too close. And Jimmy says, yipes, I'm caught in the whirling air. Oh. He wakes up and, uh, and ends up uh, in Smallville in the past. And he says, Superboy says, that super spin hurled you through the time barrier into the past. Well, I can send you back the same way. Wait, Superboy, look, a plane is out of control. It'll crash. And, of course, he manages to save it. And he says, that's great, Superboy. You saved it, just like Superman. It looks like an old World War II biplane. Um, uh, the plane's uh, safe, so he goes, uh, again, Superboy says, hey, why don't I send you back to back to the future back to the future um so but but jimmy says hey no no superboy what a super duper scoop i'd have for my paper if i could write up more of superman's boyhood deeds let me stay a while and he says sure why not jimmy yeah why not fabric of the space time continuum coming coming unraveled that's cool uh, let's just hang out. He says, right now, Clark Kent has to show up in school. He says, uh, Jimmy, I have an appointment. I'll send a friend of mine to pal around with you for a while. Wait here. So, of course, uh, he come, He puts on the red sweater, the red V-neck sweater and the uh, uh, white uh, shirt and uh, shows up and says, well, welcome to Smallville, Jimmy Olsen. Superboy told me about you. I'm Clark Kent. Jimmy said, wow, Clark Kent. Why, he's my fellow reporter in the future. Gosh, it's odd that you, both you and Superboy should come from the same town. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? What a surprise. Um, he says, you know, a girl reporter named Lois Lane often suspected growing up Clark of being Superman. And uh, then Lana Lang is coming up the street as if on cue. And um, Superboy thinks to himself, or Clark thinks to himself, Golly, that's like Lana Lang being suspicious of me. If she can if she compares notes with Jimmy. Oh my gosh, here she comes now. And uh, so uh, 
Um, Lana says to Clark, hi, Clark, time for school. Eek! There's a flower box falling from someone's window. And, uh, and he says, if I fly to rescue Lana, I'll reveal my superpowers. So he uses his super breath to uh, cushion the fall. He says, my super breath is the answer, making it miss Lana as if by sheer luck. And he says, whew, got out of that situation. And they say, think so? Yes, again, Clark. And uh, the woman says, oh, thank heaven no one was hurt by my flower box. And she says, falling straight down from that window, it should have hit me. Why did it miss? And he says, well, uh, maybe it was blown away by a, a gust of wind. And she said, and Lana says, or super breath. I'm beginning to think again, Clark, that you are Superboy. And uh, he's... And, you know, meanwhile, uh, Jimmy's kind of suspicious, too. He's like, I don't feel a gust of wind. Clark, is, is Lana right? And um, Clark just, you know, kind of, kind of tries to kick this down, the, kick the can down the road here. He says, uh, there's a school bell. No time to talk now, Jimmy. Come along as a guest pupil. So uh, during classes, there are two pairs of suspicious eyes on Clark. And they're both thinking, is he Superboy? And he said, and Clark thinks, uh, gulp. Together, the two of them may pin me down. There's only one way out, risky though it is. Um, so after school, um, Clark uh, takes uh, Jimmy back to his place and reveals that he has his special collection. And, he's, and Jimmy said, wow, you have Superboy souvenirs just like my Superman trophies. But how could you have so many? Unless you're Superboy. I suppose you still deny that, Clark? And he said, no, I don't, Jimmy. Since, and uh, so then Clark actually reveals his identity to Jimmy. He pulls open the shirt and says, since you're Superman's pal in the future, why wouldn't you know the truth now? Or, you know, why shouldn't you know the truth now, I should say. Um, and he says, holy cow, then you are Superboy, Clark. Mom and Pop Kent are shocked. For up until now, they alone have known their super, their super son's great secret. Land's sake, son. You've just ruined yourself in the future. When Jimmy returns to Superman's time, some criminal may be able to worm the secret out of him. He says, well, I'll worry about that when I grow up. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, Jimmy says, don't worry. I'll keep it in confidence, both now and in the future. Superboy says, thanks, pal. Now you can do me a special favor. I'm scheduled to perform for a charity drive, and here's what I want you to do. All right, so uh, we get there, and Superboy is juggling massive weights of, uh, you know, 5,000 pounds apiece. And um, Lana gets there, and she says, ha, nobody in this town would miss this except Clark Kent. But how can he show up if he's Superboy? And, and amazingly, he does show up. And he says, Hi, Lana. Great show Superboy's putting on, isn't it? She said, oh, my goodness. Clark Kent, and it isn't a robot or dummy then. I was, then, I was dead wrong. Yeah, because she can tell the difference between the... Okay. Um, turns out it was Jimmy in disguise all along. I don't know what he did about the freckles. Um, he's, and uh, he says, we sure fool Lana. Tracking down crooks in Metropolis, I often use disguises. This was my best one yet, as Clark Kent. Um, Superboy says, thanks, Jimmy. 
I could never do that before, asking another fellow to pose as Clark for me. I had to use dummies. I'm not entirely sure he didn't do that now. Uh, he says, I'm glad I told you my secret. Did Superboy confide in Jimmy just to fool Lana? But Jimmy will carry the secret into the future, jeopardizing Superman. A bad bargain, Superboy, says the narrator. Um, he says, I can do you a return favor, Jimmy. And uh, Jimmy th says, yeah, I have a great idea for a headline to bring back. Was Superboy equal to Superman? Let's find out if your superpowers increased when you grew up. So they make a, go to make a comparison between these things. So if he's flying over the ocean with Jimmy on his back. He says, uh, he says, but how can we make a real comparison since Superman and I do different things? Jimmy says, certain things uh, that exist today will still be around later in Superman's time. For instance, the age-old pyramids who fly to Egypt. Hmm. And, and so they do. He says, uh, they have this little contest. And he says, Superman once saved a pyramid from an earth tremor by holding it up in the air for one hour. Can you match that, Superboy? And he lifts it up and he says, oh, we'll see. And after an hour, it says, he says, Jimmy says, you match Superman's feet, Superboy. You can put it down now. Um, and so they try the different tests. And as they continue, uh, Superboy proves to be as good as he, he himself in his later years. And, uh, and he bores through a mountain, uh, counts the rings uh, from a tree uh, without having to, of course, cut the tree down so with using his X-ray vision. And uh, he says, uh, this proves this tree to be over 2,000 years old. Same count as Superman, eh? And then uh, we hear a, hello, Jimmy. And it is Superboy throwing his voice. And he says, you hurled your super voice clear around the world, too. You tied with Superman. The final test proves to be a problem for Superboy. Uh, he says, once for a children's benefit show, Superman bounced a huge rubber ball like that off the moon. My telescopic vision shows a flock of meteors between me and the moon right now. Hope this works. Um, and, of course, it turns out uh, he throws it and bounces it off some of these meteors. And he says, it worked. I, I plan it to crumb just that way along the meteors and then continue straight for the moon. By the time it bounces back from the moon, the meteors will be gone. Um, and so he catches it and he says, how's that, Jimmy? Overcoming that handicap, wouldn't you say that I'm even better than Superman? Jimmy says, uh, not really, Superboy. Superman would have done the same, I'm sure. And uh, Jimmy says, let's just say you came out a tie with Superman. And Superboy says, boy, Jimmy. I wasn't being conceited. But just seeing if you would stick up for Superman. You're his real pal. Let's go home. So they're flying home, and he says, I understand, Superboy. You tested my loyalty to Superman to make sure I won't expose his secret identity when I return. He says, uh, that's it, Jimmy. And thinks to himself, actually, Jimmy won't be able to spill his secret even if he tried. Why, what does Superboy mean? Later, as they say farewell, I want to add this rare amnesium to your collection. Super duper, I'd be proud to have a Superboy souvenir among my Superman trophies. 
Hmm, amnesia. Hmm, wonder what that does. Um, with a super spin, Superboy hurls Jimmy through the time barrier into the future. Eh, time barrier, it's an easy thing back then. Um, he says, bye, Superboy, it was fun meeting you. And um, Superboy says, say hello to Superman for me and to Clark Kent. Uh, he says, when uh, he thinks to himself, when he returns, Jimmy will think they are two different people. Um, and true to Superboy's prediction, when Jimmy reaches his own time uh, in the future, um, we see uh, Jimmy sitting there at his typewriter, and Clark walks by, older Clark, and he says, Hi, Clark, where's Superman? And um, and Clark's thinking to himself, my super memory is clear about Jimmy's visit in my boyhood. But this amnesium's strange rays gave Jimmy total amnesia. He forgot everything, including this souvenir, w which I'll take away. And um, and back in Smallville, back in the past, um, he's thinking. Uh, Clark's thinking, poor Jimmy, his most exciting adventure forgotten. That's why I could safely reveal my secret identity to him. Anyway, I'm glad I have such a swell pal when I grow up to be Superman. The end. Yeah, so, um, you know, the Jimmy Olsen thing, well, you know, uh, I think at the time Jimmy was kind of played for, uh, for, for uh, kind of comic relief. Well, I, I mean, they all were at some, uh, at some stage. And, uh, and I, you know, I mean, Jimmy had his own, did he have his own series at that point? That's something I'll have to check. And so the answer is yes. Yes, he did have a series at this point. It had actually started just a year before. Um, so Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, was published from 1954 to 1974. That's right. Jimmy Olsen had his own book for 20 years. Just saying. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Jimmy Olsen. Okay, I don't know what we've ever really gone in depth on Jimmy, and hey, why not? And it's kind of appropriate because, of course, recently uh, the the person who played him in the old um, Adventures of Superman TV series, that is Jack Larson, who also played Bibbo in Superman Returns, uh, another uh, Superman's pal. Um, and so uh, he just passed away uh, just over a week ago. So I, I think it's appropriate that we uh, that we talk a little bit about Jimmy Olsen, and um, you know, in in honor of of Jack Larson. Um, so basically, uh, Jimmy is James Bartholomew Olsen, and um, he has you know usually been a photojournalist, you know, often the photographer. Um, that, that's kind of the longest uh, association with Jimmy. Um, you know, he was the cub reporter for ages. Um, uh, and, you know, again, often, you know, if, in fact, in the uh, earlier continuity, uh, the post-crisis Superman continuity, of course, uh, one of his big claims to, fame, claims to fame was that he was the one who took the picture of, um, of Superman's death. And uh, as I have said to my daughter when she's like, did Superman ever die? And I said, yes. And she goes, so, so he's done? And I said, eh, no, he, he got better. Um, although, actually, given the quality of some of those stories at the time, maybe better isn't the word. I'm just saying. Um, 
All right. So, um, of course, uh, you know, the other thing that we, the other kind of uh, iconic thing that we remember Jimmy Olsen for is, uh, is the whole Olsen, don't call me chief. So uh, Jimmy's traditionally depicted as a bow tie wearing red haired young man working as a cub reporter at the Daily Planet. And of course, he works with Lois and Clark and they're kind of his idols, uh, you know, as, as sort of career role models. But of course, Superman is the uh, is the key. And he has a strong friendship with Superman. And uh, so so Superman had given Jimmy a gift of a signal watch. It was basically a watch that had a. Uh, a special ultrasonic uh, frequency signal that Superman can hear anywhere on Earth. Uh, later on in post-crisis continuity, Jimmy made a watch himself, and uh, Superman actually briefly considered confiscating it. Um, and in New Earth continuity, the watch was designed by Superman based on a larger signaling device that Jimmy created. So back in the Silver Age, Jimmy was often seen sharing adventures with Superman, who saved him from various predicaments, ranging from dangerous to merely embarrassing. And, of course, uh, a lot of this was, w happened in uh, the Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen series, which basically saw, saw Jimmy in a variety of slapstick adventures and strange transformations. And like most DC characters, modern portrayals of Olsen had been more serious in tone. Yeah. And uh, now, th the thing to keep in mind, uh, you know, and I, I poke a little bit of fun at, at, at Jimmy Olsen and everything, but... Um, if you remember later on uh, in the series, in the uh, in in the early seventies or the you know sort of around seventy four, uh, Jimmy Olsen was actually a key part of the of Jack Kirby's fourth for fourth world series, and um, so when you when you look at uh, a lot of that new god stuff. Um, it, you know, certainly if you look at the, uh, at the omnibus, uh, editions that, uh, the DC put out, um, Jimmy Olsen is in the rotation, you know, so you got Jimmy Olsen, you got, uh, uh, new gods, you've got, uh, Mr. Miracle, you, you know, and all, all those, uh, different, uh, different series are, are all part of that. So, you know, Jimmy was kind of an essential part of that, that series. And that's why, of course, when, uh, Cadmus came back post-crisis, um, you know, he was often a part of that kind of a uh, a continuing homage to uh, to those to those old uh, Kirby days, um, and of course, as a an important part of the Superman mythos, uh, Jimmy Olsen has appeared in most other media adaptations of the character. Um, so, back in Action Comics number six, there was an unnamed office boy wearing a bow tie, and so a lot of people claim. Uh, th that is Jimmy Olsen's first appearance. So uh, that would be Action Comics number 6, November 1938. Uh, he was first introduced as Jimmy Olsen in the radio show The Adventures of Superman on April 15, 1940. And this was mainly so that the Man of Steel would have someone to talk to. Just think of that, you know, in, in the, in the uh, days of the radio shows, it gave uh, an opportunity for... Uh, exposition basically and uh you know if he's telling the kid about it it's then he's then he's got a character that he's talking to to uh to tell the story essentially um so uh jerry siegel and joe schuster created and drew the physical appearance 
and gave him a bigger personality. And so he moved from the radio show back into the comics in 1941, first appearing as a named character in the story Superman vs. the Archer in Superman number 13, which was uh, the November-December issue in 1941. Uh, but after a handful of appearances, he disappeared again. And then in 1953, when Jack Larson was playing the character on the Adventures of Superman television show, where he was referred to as Jim Olsen, uh, the character showed up again in, uh, in Superman comics uh, after a 10-year absence and was given his own title shortly thereafter. Um, of course, uh, Larson isn't the only one who played uh, Jimmy Olsen. He uh, was portrayed by Tommy Bond in the two Superman film serials, uh, which was, you know, like the first one was Superman in 1948, and uh, that would be the one with, with Kirk Allen, and then in uh, Adam Man versus Superman. And, of course, uh, many of us will remember Mark McClure uh, playing him in the Superman films in the 70s and 80s, um, and, and he actually also showed up in uh, the 1984 uh, Supergirl movie. Uh, in the first season of Lois and Clark, uh, he was played by Michael Landis and then was replaced with someone who seemed a bit younger, more hip, all that stuff, uh, Justin Whalen in the subsequent uh, three seasons. Uh, he was played by Sam Huntington in Superman Returns and Aaron Ashmore in, um, in the uh, Smallville series. Um, okay, so of course, as I mentioned, he had his own comic book, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, which began in 1954, featuring his various adventures with and without Superman. Uh, the uh, stories in the title would often feature particularly outlandish situations, ranging from Jimmy being hurled back in time. Huh? Uh, he, he went Actually, in issue 36 of his series, he went back to Krypton before its destruction. And, of course, frequently dealt with gorillas, because, you know, like you do. Um, so in when we got to the fourth world, um, you know, Jack Kirby began by introducing the secret DNA project, project which, of course, would become... Um, and so this was created, made to create mutated humans for good, adding the Harrys, which were super, boys, super beings from another planet, um, sort of proto-new gods... And, of course, he also introduced uh, Intergang and Morgan Edge. So Kirby created Morgan Edge. And uh, reintroduced his 1940s Newsboy Legion characters, again, key to those Cadmus years. And uh, that was the stuff uh, Carl Kessel liked to play a lot with in... Uh, Carl Kiesel, sorry. Uh, in uh, his run on, on Superman. Um So about halfway through his run, uh, Kirby introduced Vampires, the Loch Ness Monster, and Victor Volcanum, the fire-eating arch-criminal. And, the, and at this stage, uh, readership quickly dropped back to its pre-Kirby levels. <laughs> um, Kirby's tenure on the series ended with issue 148, and with issue 164 in April-May of 1974, uh, Jimmy's t book was folded into the anthology title, Superman Family. Uh, in that series, he became a more serious uh, character battling criminals as an investigative reporter known as Mr. Action uh, in urban crime stories that rarely involved uh, Superman. Uh, Jimmy Olsen appeared in new stories in the Superman family, 164, 167, 170, 173, etc., etc. Um, 
so of course he's had some uh, more modern adventures. Uh, you know, when you look at Man of Steel, um, you know, he, Jimmy wasn't significantly changed. There were some, there were some differences. You know, he was still working for the Daily Planet, still friends with Superman. Uh, he, you know, he was made to look a little more contemporary. Uh, for the time, wearing more casual clothing, um, you know, and they had done that in the seventies as well. Uh, but one of the interesting uh, alterations in the relationship was the fact that he designed the signal watch himself, which led to his first meeting with Superman, and um, and then you know Superman grew to trust Jimmy to use the signal watch uh, responsibly. Um, you know, back in the day, of course, um, you know, Jimmy had, uh, always had the big transformations, you know, and that led to him becoming Elastic Lad, which, uh, which of course kind of keyed into why, you know, how he got in with the Legion. Um, in the, uh, you know, in, in the post-crisis times, uh, he became Elastic Lad on contact with the Eradicator. And, and it didn't go well. He didn't like it. He didn't like it a bit. Um, and then, of course, uh, when he was temporarily laid off from the Daily Planet, he played T Turtle Boy, which was a, a nod to uh, to an old story from uh, from the Jimmy Olsen series. Um, but yeah, so he became Turtle Boy in a series of pizza commercials. Um, in the 90s, he moved to Metropolis Broadcaster Galaxy Broadcasting, where he became more brash and arrogant. And this came to an end when he thought wrongly that he had discovered Superman's secret identity and said he would announce it live on air. He reconsidered his actions, but lost his job for wasting the time slot and was again rehired by the planet. Um, okay, so... Uh, anyway, so you get the idea of Jimmy sort of post-crisis... Um, we, we, you know, of course he also was a big part of the, uh, yeah, um, the, the series that shall not be named, um, which counted down to a, what seems to have been a actual final crisis. Um, and it tied into the death of the new God storyline. So perhaps the less said about it, the better. Um, Yeah, so, of course, um, one of the ones that I really liked, and, and this only ran for a short while, um, and maybe people won't remember this, but in Action Comics, uh, just before the reboot, really, um, they did a little backup feature in Action Comics. Sorry, a co-feature in Action Comics, which chronicled the adventures of Jimmy Olsen in Metropolis. And... Um, this is where they introduced uh, Chloe Sullivan to the uh, the DCU proper, and uh, it was written by Nick Spencer with art by Ari Silva, and I think it's available in trade on its own, and I highly recommend it. It's it's a really fun story. Um, yeah, uh, it's a shame that didn't get to go on uh, for for longer. Um, so let's talk about some of Jimmy's um, transformations. Um, so often he would find himself temporarily transformed for better or worse, um, or he would undergo uh, a disguise for whatever purposes. So some of these identities included Speed Demon. Uh, just before uh, the new Flash, Barry Allen, 
made an appearance. Uh, Jimmy drank a potion produced by Professor Claude and uh, Claude and briefly gained super speed. Um, he was made radioactive. He had a super brain where he uh, kind of like uh, Evolvo Lad, where he uh, had this this man of the future brain and had superhuman mental powers. Um, he had monstrous beard growth. Um, he switched minds with a gorilla. Uh, and, of course, he was Elastic Lad. And, uh, and at this stage, as Elastic Lad, he would have a serum, that, which was kind of gingoldy. Um, um, so he, either by the serum or, or of course, alien virus, <laughs> uh, he would stretch himself, um, you know, as we said, like a like, uh, elongated man or a plastic man. And so as Elastic Lad, Jimmy was inducted as an honorary member of the Legion of Superheroes. Um, and of course, in the post-crisis, uh, we, we mentioned that when he, became, when he met up with the, with the Eradicator, when the Eradicator was just a little device, um, he, he gained this power and didn't like it, didn't like it a bit. Um, he was uh, also transformed uh, by aliens into a telepathic Jovian, uh, but it turned out to be a Jovian, you know, for a week. Fortunately, this turned out to be a Jovian week, which is much shorter than an Earth week, about 70 hours, which is slightly less than three days. Uh, he became a fire breather. He was a human octopus. He was a genie. He was a wolf man. He was a woman. That's right. Jimmy would occasionally go undercover dressed as a woman in... Uh, issues number 44, 67, and 84, and 159. Um, Grant Morrison actually kind of paid a, a brief homage to this in his uh, JLA Earth 2, and again in All-Star Superman. Uh, he became morbidly obese. He became Giant Turtle Man. He became a human porcupine. And here's another uh, neat uh, heroic identity, and this kind of ties into the his pal uh, Superman thing. Um, he was Flamebird. He was the first Flamebird. Uh, it was the name he took as a costume superhero when Superman was disguised as Nightwing. They were basically the Batman and Robin of Kandor. Um, and so uh, he was Bizarro Jimmy for a bit. Um, he had a counterpart on Bizarro World, but he was also briefly turned into a Bizarro himself. Uh, he also became a hippie. That's right. He investigated a colony of hippies that grew Dama, grew Kama's dream pad. He grew a beard that uh, and participated in a mock Hayden. Um, on the cover of that story's issue, he actually was uh, holding a sign that said, "Superman is a freakout." Um, he also became a Viking and Steel Man. After a volcanic eruption hurts Jimmy and. An experimental interdimensional travel device into an alternate universe. <laughs> Jimmy develops his own superpowers as a result of the transit to the unnamed Earth X, but is vulnerable to fragments of Mount Tipton from his own universe, which he was referred to as Tiptonite. Get it? Um, and of course, he also uh, became launched his own superhero career as Steel Man facing a Joker masked Clark Kent. Oh yeah. Um we saw him in some alternate realities, you know, he showed up in J in the JLA the Nail series. 
Um, anyway, lots and lots of Jimmy Olsen and, of course, an honorary legionnaire. So, uh, anyway, I am going to wrap this up now. And uh, we'll be back next week, uh, all, all, all proper-like. Uh, so comments, as always, welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. Uh, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which is facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and we're going to head back to next week where we can, well, I kind of spoiled the thing. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to head back into the time bubble, head back to the 21st century where we will eventually get to the conclusion of the Sensor Girl story. And we will see you all next week.